Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Can you imagine how happy Under Armour was with this scene? Can I mean, you imagine when they got the call like, hey, so can we use your... Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll send you shorts, a shirt, jock straps, whatever you need. Chris Evans is going to wear it in a Marvel film. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm Captain Spencer Williams. What's up, Elizabeth? Oh, you know... Nothing much. Nothing, nothing much. <laughs> it's the 4th of July. <laughs> Yesterday was the 4th of July. <laughs> um, I'll admit, Elizabeth, I'm not feeling very patriotic this year. The oh, world... you're, you're not feeling patriotic right now? <laughs> <laughs> the world is um, very disgusting. I just... It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am not happy. So I actually worked yesterday because I'm like, well, I might as well make money since nobody in this country is going to take care of me. Right. <laughs> um, it's hard to celebrate, <laughs> I guess, the patriotism <laughs> of your country when you live in a country that doesn't care about all the citizens and the people who live in it and their different views yeah. and their bodies and their own rights. And it's just, I don't know. I, yeah. I just have so much to say. I don't want to say all on this podcast, but not thrilled. Like when they say they're saving lives, but all they're really doing is just doubling, doubling how many people are going to be hurt now. Yep. I love it. So today we are going to continue our tradition <laughs> since there's nothing else good in this country to celebrate. We are celebrating the greatest aspect of America. We are celebrating America's ass once again. This week, we watched Winter Soldier. That was probably the sickest transition we've ever done. <laughs> so anyways, America's ass is looking finer than ever. <laughs> it is. It is. And we we don't just have America's finest ass. We have his friend's finest ass as well. <laughs> Are you talking about our favorite, your favorite? Bucky. Bucky Barnes as the Winter Soldier, James Buchanan <laughs> Barnes the Third. Yes, <laughs> this is really exciting for us. If you all remember, um, actually, the very first episode we ever recorded, even though our first episode was Krilla, um, we actually recorded our Captain America episode first because yeah. we've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, we were so nervous and just disorganized. We had to record it in two separate sittings. <laughs> because <laughs> do you remember we were recording and I think we hit like something like two hours and he hadn't even become <laughs> Captain America yet. Because <laughs> we decided it was a good idea to like drink a lot during the recording. <laughs> Because we were nervous. And we talked about every single scene. I wish I could have shared. I probably have them somewhere in my notes for that. But literally it was like scene one. Like they dive into the ship, you know, and I yeah. like we did that. And I got down to like 60 scenes. It was like camera pans <laughs> left. Like it was so detailed. You know? It was. I tried finding my original notes for some of our first episodes and I, I couldn't find them. Because yeah. like. It was so long ago, and oh no! At some point, I did look back, look back at my Corella notes, and I think I deleted them because I was like, "These make no sense." <laughs> <laughs> so to keep up this incredible tradition, uh, we are doing the next Captain America film, uh, The Winter Soldier, and I love this film. This, though, however, was only my second time seeing it somehow. So, oh my gosh, this is like one of my favorite Marvel films. However, this time around, I don't know why, like, 
this time it hit me. This is the most violent Marvel film. Right. Well, <laughs> like hands down. I was thinking the same thing. And then I realized that we just saw Doctor Strange. And I feel like they might go hand in hand. There's blood in that one. There's still no blood. Yeah, in this. but. But th- that's like fantasy violence. It's <laughs> okay. not like Natasha Romanoff choking people and murdering everybody in her path. Or that one shady guy shooting his maid. <laughs> like, yes. Like what? Yes. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. And like <laughs> Captain America messes people up. Yeah. He was giving some real Batman vibes a couple times. <laughs> yeah. And then like when Bucky is like destroying the entire shield, like miniature air force like (laughs) he threw someone into like a plane turbine (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know it happens i don't know (laughs) i i true true but you know what let's dive into this give us that summary spencer all right well everyone those pesky hydra knuckleheads are at it again After the cataclysmic events in New York with his fellow Avengers, Steve Rogers, a.k.a. the Captain America, lives in the nation's capital as he tries to adjust to modern times. An attack on a S.H.I.E.L.D. colleague throws Rogers into a web of intrigue that places the whole world at risk. Joining forces with the Black Widow and a new ally, the Falcon, Rogers struggles to expose an ever-widening conspiracy, but he and his team come up against an unexpected enemy. And that is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yes, it is. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. And it was real nice. Go view that fine ass that America has produced. (laughs) And then jump behind the wardrobe with us. We have directors Anthony and Joe Russo, a.k.a. the Russo Brothers, which honestly, this just sounds dope working with your siblings for a living. That sounds fun. Like we're t- we're basically siblings. This is basically we are. us. We're we like, are basically siblings. That's so true. We're like the Russo siblings of podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so we have the Russo brothers, and one of our favorites, costume designer Judiana Makovsky. Yay! Yay! You will know her from the Six Degrees of Separation. Pleasantville, for which she got her first Oscar nomination. Great Expectations, The Devil's Advocate, X-Men, The Last Stand, both National Treasure movies, Seabiscuit, for which she got a second Oscar nomination. And I've actually never seen Seabiscuit. Anyway, (laughs) Harry Potter. You're not missing much. (laughs) I know. I remember people always talking about it growing up, and I was like, I, I was not a fan of horses growing up. I was not a horse girl. Anyway. Yeah. Well, then you're not going to like sea biscuits. So. Mm, mm, <laughs> gotcha. Um, also, another one of our favorites, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, for which she got her third Oscar nomination. The Suicide Squad, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Captain America Civil War. Right now, she's working on Guardians uh, Volume 3 and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yay, I'm so excited. Honestly, Judiana has really become one of my all-time favorite costume designers. She does the coolest stuff. I mean, the Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy, two of my favorites. That new Suicide Squad was just, like, gorgeous. It was top-tier costuming. Yes, absolutely. And... Unfortunately, she didn't really do a lot of interviews for this film. Um, As I said before, the further back in time we go, the less information there is. And I mean, we're very lucky in the last couple of years. It's really, you know, it's gotten much more common for costume designers to be interviewed for their work. Not so much back when Captain and Captain America, the Winter Soldier came out. She did talk to Tyranny of Style And she said about the film and its characters, although some of the particular characters have been seen before, each film is its own entity with its own specific needs and look. I did research into the backstories and the previous films, so I had a basis from which to move forward. On my first first day on the job, 
I was handed a very large stack of comics to read, so I would be familiar with <laughs> the foundation. So this is what I love when someone's like, okay, let's let's see what this is all about, because it is part of a larger franchise and you can't just ignore it. There are comics, there are movies. She was like, okay, let's see what this is all about and then move forward. I love that. Can you imagine like just a huge stack of comics and like, here's your homework. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's thanks. like the coolest homework ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, but Spencer, after our break, are you ready to jump onto a ship and watch this movie? I'm grabbing my shield as we speak. Beautiful. Beautiful. Everybody will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, Blogcast listeners. It's Elizabeth Joy Glass, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume Blogcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all your support. If you wanted to continue your support, you can now become one of our costume mavens when you become our patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and you can even catch our monthly bonus episodes for patrons only. Make sure to check out the description for a link to our Patreon. Are you ready for a little jog? A little jog? <laughs> I, I don't jog. The only running I do is for my life. So, no. <laughs> I know. I say I hike, but ever since I moved back home, that's been less and less true. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I hike to the kitchen. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah. But um, Captain America and our newest character... Sam Wilson, they like to just jog around the D.C. area. I am so dumb, Elizabeth. The whole on your left scene, it did not dawn on me until today. Remember in Endgame when the Falcon comes out of portal and says on your left and Cap you know, turns around? Yeah. I didn't realize it was a reference to this scene. <laughs> and it's so cool that <laughs> they reference back to it within the movie as well. Anyways, um, the Falcon. It is so crazy, like going back in time and seeing like some of our characters for the first time. It was and Anthony Mackie who plays Sam Wilson. Like he's so ingrained in the franchise now, especially now that he was like one of the main characters of the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. It's like, oh, he was like a little baby in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, they both look great in their little like training outfits, going a little jog, you know, Cap's wearing mm -hmm. a shirt that's like slightly small for him, of course, or fitted just right. However you want to see it. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Sam, he's just like clearly got like his just gym shorts and his Air Force like sweatshirt, like not put together at all. And I love Steve. He's like all decked out in Under Armour. And I'm like, clearly... Like Natasha took him shopping one day right. and was like, you need clothing and I'm going to pick it all out for you. <laughs> Could you imagine how happy Under Armour was with this scene? I mean, right? that's just that's the best advertisement you could ever get. Can you imagine <laughs> when they got the call like, hey, so can we use your yes, yes. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> we'll send you shorts, a shirt, jock straps, whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever you need, it is here for you. Chris Evans is going to wear it. Yes. In a Marvel film, say no more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, Captain America does have to say more because him and the Black Widow have to go on a little mission mission to save some hostages on a ship. 
And they both look very, very cool. Ooh, they both look great. When when Natasha rolled up in that black car and was like, we got some stuff to do. I was just like, yeah, so dope. I love that little flirty moment between her and Sam. It's like, it's so cute. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's be flirting around with a lot of these Avengers I'm starting to notice. Yes. I also love how she's just like, Desperately trying to get Steve set up with somebody. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, is it too late for you guys to get together? But I keep forgetting she has like a weird thing for the Hulk, which, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, okay. So, Natasha, her costume to me feels more elevated than the last time we saw her, which honestly, I'm not even sure what her last movie would have been before this, but I know that uh, it would have been Avengers. Avengers. So, she definitely like has gotten a little bit of like a wardrobe upgrade, I would say. Yes. The Russos really wanted everything to be extremely realistic. They told. Juliana, they wanted everything to look like it would fit into DC society today. And so that's really where they went, especially with his suit. They were like, okay, they're in S.H.I.E.L.D. now. They're spies. They're not really trying to, like, be flashy. So they needed something very different. Um, Judiana said to theoscars.com, so we had to create a fabric that was actually stretched but had a printed texture so that it looked like it was a hard fabric it's actually made out of about four or five different fabrics so they told her they wanted the suit to look like it was kevlar they didn't want it to be stretchy they wanted it to look hard more militant and she was given a piece of concept art by orion Mirdang, uh, the head of visual development at at Marvel Studios, and she was like, "Okay, well, I cannot make this out of a hard material." She was like, "That's not practical." Wow. So they used a couple different ones. They printed the Kevlar look onto it, and then put it together. Apparently, it was such a comfortable suit that Chris Evans like stayed in it at lunch. <laughs> and just ate his lunches in it because he was like, this is comfortable. Like, I don't need to get out of it. <laughs> I'm sure that made the PAs, customers, whatnot, like very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were probably like, here's a million and two napkins. Like, <laughs> right. stick them into your collar. <laughs> here's a poncho you would usually wear on a Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> um, you know, last time w- you and I talked about Captain America, like we said, it was our second episode, the first Avenger which that's set during World War II. So looking to now, it's very interesting. It does, you know, it's very similar to that very first costume he wears, but you could tell it is very modernized. Just something about subtly, you could feel like it would blend in in the area where people would see it. You know, they just saw aliens attack New York City. So this, (laughs) I don't think, would stand out to anyone too much. No, absolutely not. It's very, it's very stealthy, yeah. And but it's still very Captain America. It's still got his A on the helmet and his little star on his chest. So it's like they didn't I feel like they didn't go too far away from that original style, but it's definitely more modern. Right. I, they took the red out. That's what's that's what's making it stealthy. Yeah. And I do like you can see the original concept art and the final costume do look very similar, but you can see like there's red in the original concept art. And she was clearly like, no, we're not putting red on his yeah. <laughs> on his stealth suit. Um, <laughs> the concept art is a little bit more like Captain America. And this is like even more toned down and realistic than that. Um, who is also toned down and more realistic? Uh, we have Bector. Bector. I don't know how to pronounce this. Something very French played by (laughs) Georges St. Pierre, who I think is also very French. I'm not sure. So he's like a mixed martial artist, believe. I was Googling it today because I just kept looking at him and I was like, I know this guy. I don't know how. He's just basically like a professional ass kicker. Um, oh, okay. So okay. perfect casting, I'd say. <laughs> oh, it was perfect casting. Um, <laughs> also, I love how they drew inspiration from the comics while it was still very, like, believable. 
he's a pirate or he's at least doing piratey activities. But he also just kind of I feel like he's very confident that he's going to get his job done wearing this uh, purple and yellow top. Right. It's actually this is kind of like a Judiana Makovsky specialty because we talked about this. We talked about her work on the Suicide Squad episodes ago where she was taking comic book characters who, you know, like the polka dot man and had to make it like look realistic. And she was doing that same thing for Captain America back then. So mm-hmm. um, if you all don't know what we're talking about, because we can't pronounce his name, Georges Batrock, maybe. Um, Batrock, yes. <laughs> he is the pirate on the ship that Captain America very quickly takes care of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I love, you can see, like, she took a little bit of inspiration from, like, all his different iterations. And it looks, that, like, fight scene with the two of them looks so cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Also pretty awesome, we have Samuel L. Jackson back as Fury. Oh, Nick Fury, I love him. (laughs) Actually, I was just going to tell you, Samuel L. Jackson was quoted, I think it was, like, this week, talking about, like, how... He's done doing roles for, you know, trying to get his Oscars. And he just wants to be like Nick Fury and Mace Windu forever, basically. And I was like, you know, what? Yes, good sir. for him. Yes, I I approve. <laughs> yes, I love that. Has he he's never has he even been nominated? He was just given an honorary Oscar this year, actually. So, yeah, Mace Windu and Nick Fury. Here we come. We need more of that. That doesn't sound fair, but you know what? I love it. I love that he's like, I'm just going to enjoy the rest of my career. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> he's like, I'm going to ride this out and have a blast. I love that. <laughs> I also love Nick Fury's office wear. Right. Up until this point, he's only ever been like out in the field being Nick Fury. And now it's like, he has to be in an office. He has to be a little bit professional, but it's still not like... He's clearly not going to wear just normal suit and tie. He's got that that great shirt with the stand-up collar. His costume is interesting because it's actually giving like super villain to me. Yes. Like a, almost like an Austin Powers villain kind of. <laughs> yes. But I don't, it's like the stand-up collar, which to me usually reads off as villain. Mm-hmm. So, Which is why it's it actually makes sense for this film, though, because people make Nick Fury to be the villain throughout this That's film. That's true. That's so true. It's kind of like a nod to where his character is going for this film, even though Nick Fury is always on the right side, always trust Nick Fury, even when it seems like you shouldn't trust him. Yeah. That's really the moral of this story, because even when people look like good guys, they turn out to be bad guys. We have Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> He didn't look like a good guy to me. I don't know what you're saying. Well, he's just got like a, a he's like generic, like office politician guy. Like not good, but like this does not read as evil. Just a gray <laughs> suit with a blue striped tie. Like <laughs> yeah. scary. So scary. Um, yeah. Robert Redford in this role. I mean, he absolutely kills it. Um, something about his suit, though, to me is unsettling. I think it, the fact that's just like all gray. Yes. It's also a little boxy on him. Yeah. It's not like nice and fitted. It's like, ooh, what are you hiding? Yeah. It's something about it's uncomfortable. So I think at first he's like appearing as someone we could trust. But if you look at his costume, something about it's not right. And that's totally intentional. I am 100% positive. I am sure. Um, what I feel like is also intentional is uh, making Sam look like a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I love that he, like, works at the VA and is, like, loving what he's doing. But I'm like, you, you look so nerdy right now, my, my dude. Like the, Sam is such a great character. He is. And I can tell, like, I love how she uses it because it's like the pants are not the right fit. The top like this outfit does not fit him correctly. And it's like you can tell as much as he loves his job, like he's not comfortable staying out of the action. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's giving like very dad energy right now, even though he's not a dad. But he's trying to adjust to like this 
this new life that he has where he's working in a more like, you know, like you just said, not in a combat role. So at the same time, he's just kind of dreaming about being the Falcon again. But he's, you know, just at Target looking for like, what does business attire look like? Business casual. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was like khakis and a button down. Sure. This looks fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but what also looks fine is the Captain America exhibit at the Smithsonian. I love this part, Elizabeth. I literally want to text you be like, (laughs) this is so cool because it's almost like it's almost like the Winter Soldier film was like listening to our podcast was like, let's put together a costume exhibition from the first film. It's so cool. I love it. Just look at the costumes. I love it too. I love seeing like all the all the costumes from the last film, but it's also just crazy because it's like, oh wow, these are just pieces of history now in this world. Right. I mean, they have the bowler hat guy. They mm-hmm. have James Buchanan Barnes the third. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the original like Steve Rogers Captain America suit with the shield. It's just it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Also who looks like she's going to be a lot of fun is Kate, AKA agent 13. You think she's just the cute nurse across the hall at first, but she is not. She is a shield agent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised Captain America didn't pick up on this. Honestly, let's, let's all be honest for a second. (laughs) Great ass. Not always the most observant. (laughs) Like, I love, they have this scrubs top on her, just like baby pink. She's all smiley and flirty. And it's just like, you took her at face value, man. You should have known better. (laughs) Come on. Okay, am I wrong? But was Kate in Captain America and Winter Soldier? No, Uh, no, I'm sorry. Falcon Falcon and and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and a Winter Soldier. She was. Emily Van Camp reprised her role, and her role turned out to be evil. Remember? Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. I've. Okay, so this is her. Yeah, so she's a confusing character, Miss Kate. Yeah. I I feel like she's. By, by Falcon and Winter Soldier, she's just so fed up. Like we all are right now with a government's inability to trust women. And not make them into criminals. Um, Yeah. So she's like, it's time to, you know, team up with probably Julia Louis-Dreyfus and start, you know, fighting back. Causing some chaos. (laughs) Because she is done. (laughs) Oh, that was great when she does that tearful, like, uh, thank you for, you know, letting me back into the country. And then she's like, I'm in. Yeah, (laughs) nice. (laughs) Oh, but also what's nice is we get our first glimpse at the Winter Soldier. Oh, man. I know for a fact. I mean, I already know what Elizabeth's one costume ruled them all is. Yeah, you do. This entire film is very Elizabeth. (laughs) And I just know how excited she is. So take it away, Elizabeth. (laughs) Uh, So we have Sebastian Stan. As the Winter Soldier, we don't know this yet. We don't know this yet because he's got those iconic goggles and the face mask. And also, he's not in his iconic um, Winter Soldier look yet. He's wearing this just kind of practical leather jacket, just like looking cool, trying to murder Nick Fury. But it's like you only get to see glimpses of it. You're like, ooh, who is this cool fellow? Yeah, clearly his like mission was to get in, take Nick Fury out and be done within like five minutes. It just really blew out of proportion. So I don't think he was like fully suited up yet. No, no. (laughs) I wish I saw this film in theaters when it came out because I admittedly was not like fully in the Marvel universe at this time, like going to midnight premieres. Like I, of course I saw like Iron Man and I saw Avengers, but I wasn't like super into like every Captain America film. So I wish I could go back in time and see the audience reaction to seeing Bucky for the first time. Right. Right. It's probably intense. I, I can't, I feel like I saw this in theaters, but I'm not sure. One thing I am sure about is that the elevator scene is one of the best fight sequences in film history. 
and nobody can so, convince me otherwise. <laughs> it's so good. It, honestly, it's it's up there for the MCU for sure. It's like top five. And when that one soldier is like, you see like the beads of sweat going down his forehead. I'm like, oh my gosh. He might not be very observant, Captain America, but he like had his Wheaties that morning. Yeah, like when it counted, <laughs> when it counted. And yeah. it's like, I love just the sea of black, whether they're like part of the tactical team or like in a suit. And he's just like, does anybody want to get off on the next floor before we start? <laughs> and just I w- all. <laughs> I would have got off. I've been like, okay. <laughs> I've been like, bye-bye. <laughs> I changed my mind. Uh, oh, but nobody changes their mind. And Captain America has to go on the run. Spencer, I think I think we need to go on the run ourselves. Take a little break. Yeah, apparently we need to just snap the cords off the elevator. One of my worst fears, even though the chance of your elevator free falling in America is like 0.1 or something. Yeah. <laughs> but still, uh, yeah, let's let's get out of here and take we'll a little break. Take a little break. We'll be right back. What's up, costume nerds? This is Spencer, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume blogcast. I love the simple things in life. Free parking, air conditioning, and a nice comfortable hoodie. If you feel the same way, then I'm here to let you know that if you wanted to support our show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy awesome blogcast merch through TeePublic, such as t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and stickers. We even have a baby onesie for all those baby costume designers out there. To get your merch, head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Thank you for all your support. on the run with anybody i would go on the run with you with me (laughs) Uh, well maybe not with you maybe with natasha she seems like a safer bet oh wait wait i take it back go on the run with me um one of my favorite costumes of the entire film is natasha's disguise because i love natasha to death but her disguises are always trash it's clearly you natasha you're wearing a hoodie (laughs) i know (laughs) I'm like with her hair down. It's like you tie that back, like yeah. you pull that. Like Steve looks better. Like see, I can I can believe Steve is trying to run away. At least he put glasses on, you know. Yeah, he put glasses on, a little hat to cover his impeccable hair. He looks kind of like a better looking average Joe almost. <laughs> um, but I I love the mall scene just because like she's kind of relaxed because she's done this her entire life but he's just freaking out the whole time black widow's essentially always on the run so she's like it's just another day at least this time i have a partner you know (laughs) yeah Uh, um i also love the appearance of aaron the uh apple guy (laughs) (laughs) the product placement in this Captain America is impeccable. Like, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> there are some good deals made with this film, and somehow it still didn't come off like too in your face, though. Which is, yeah. which is okay, you know. Like Under Armour, Apple, it's subtle, and that's okay. It's it's stuff that is actually like in our in our faces in our everyday lives, so it makes sense that it would be right in their universe like of course you went to an overcrowded apple store to use one of their computers of course you did and the apple employees are like in your face and you're just trying to like you know steal information from the government (laughs) oh yeah and apple i went to an apple store with a friend a couple months back and an apple employee tried real hard to sell me some airpods (laughs) (laughs) i was like sorry i am poor (laughs) you don't have airpods elizabeth apple airpods no oh we gotta get you some but you know who also stands out? Uh, the entire team tracking them down. I'm like, none of you look conspicuous right, right now. They look like Grand Theft Auto villains. Like, I know these guys right? are up to no good in this mall. <laughs> I'm like, 
literally as Captain America, all he needed to do was like pull off his glasses and hat and be like, those guys are trying to, you know, be evil. And like they would have been mobbed by a bunch of people being like, well, Captain America told me to. <laughs> what else was what else was not realistic was Natasha telling Captain America to kiss her. And he was like all hesitant. I was like, shut up, I- Captain America. Just kiss her. <laughs> No, because he's a man of his time. (laughs) And to kiss somebody in public like that, the idea clearly just was unthinkable to him. Right. I forget that he's old. (laughs) Yeah. He's 90. He's not dead. (laughs) Oh, but they they seek some help from Sam and just everybody starts looking real cool real fast. Oh, yeah. That scene when Sam is like at a, you know, restaurant. Yeah. When, when Sam is at a restaurant in that leather jacket and some aviators, like he's looking real fly right now. Right. Right. Like he looks so chill and relaxed. And then Natasha has like this piece is a little bit underrated for her. But this this brown leather like motorcycle jacket that just looks so cool. She looks yeah. so cool. With the combination of like her classic red hair. It's just, yeah, yeah. This is a solid costume for Natasha. It is solid. And I also love how they give us like a little peek of Falcon in this scene when they're interrogating the Hydra slash um, shield agent. They give us like a peek of what the Falcon is, but not entirely. And it's just like, Ooh, this looks cool. Yeah. And then it's just he like Sam as the Falcon just gets cooler and cooler through the movie. Right. Yeah. He's he's such a good character. I'm so glad that he's gained like his spotlight nowadays. Right. And, right. You know, his I'm really excited for his future. He's such a cool character. I know. I'm I'm excited for the second season of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I feel like it's going to be good. I don't think that they're doing a second season. I think he's gained they're his not? own movie. I think he's the next Captain America oh. movie where he is Captain America, which I think is pretty badass. That's exciting. I am happy. That actually makes me more happy. Yeah. I hope he's fighting more Hydra, too. This is like my favorite villains. I, they're just like easy to hate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got steve looking great like this whole blue jacket look of his yeah top it brings out his eyes it's a nice quality jacket you know he got it at like a nice department store but looks comfortable was that like a a bomber jacket Ooh, yeah yeah it has like a little bit of a velvety texture to it Mm -hmm. i believe those were made for him but um the good jacket doesn't last long because we finally have our winter soldier who is revealed to be James Buchanan Barnes the <laughs> third. Um, the moment this we've look all been waiting is so for. So cool. Elizabeth. I love this look. Elizabeth's been waiting for this moment since July of 2021. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, before you go into it, I'll just say he looks pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, this costume is just so detailed from top to bottom. The goggles, the super cool arm, the mask, it's just the straps, the harness. It's just so much detail, but yet it somehow feels realistic to their area in a post like New York attack in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like nothing about this like stands out too much, but it's just, yeah, it's really cool. No, it looks so cool. It's like it suits him so well because it's like, okay, he's like, like kind of like a Soviet like technology brainwashed over and over again. And I feel like you kind of see like the Soviet influence in that jacket. And it's just it's chef's kiss. Like, (laughs) what more can we say? (laughs) You wore more can we say you wore this costume to the Halloween party you and I hosted, right? (laughs) I did. I did. I did a a modified version of his of his jacket Uh, and was Bucky Barnes for Halloween. So good. Uh, We should post that on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, We should. Uh, um, But then when. When Steve sees that it's his his best gal pal, he gets sad and has a little memory time. 
<laughs> Flashback. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. Steve gets in his feelings and he's remembering his good old pal Bucky. And it's just very cute. We get to see like that cute little like shrimpy Steve, you know? Yeah. I also love how the whole like tone changes back to that the same tone they had in the first movie. Right. Like it looks very much like clearly they filmed it for this movie, but it almost looks like it could have been a deleted scene from it, the for first sure. Captain America. Yeah, they were like, Judiana, uh, we have to go back to the 40s. So. And she was like, I got yeah. this. Piece of cake. <laughs> oh, but that can't last long. They have to infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. We get to see the Security Council. And we get to see <laughs> Natasha being an amazing spy that she is. Yeah, we get to see Black Widow if she were like a, you know, senator or something like what she would wear and it's pretty awesome yes. <laughs> yes i was like i would always love to like i would love to know that security council woman her reaction after she found out the black widow stole her identity i'm like or were you like in on this like i get the feeling that she was probably super honored and she was like yes girl you get it it's about time we you know step up and just take this man down so she's probably really right? excited about it <laughs> i hope so i hope so because black widow makes her look good she's that whole navy ensemble with the gold it looks a it looks good on the actress that plays the councilwoman and then it just looks like killer on natasha as well it's giving me like angela merkel vibes the former chancellor of germany oh yeah Oh, wow. I just really know my politics. You um. do. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Captain America had to figure something out. He was like, I need my old suit back. Yes. I don't want to be associated <laughs> with S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. And he steals his Captain America costume back. And they, th while it looks like the one from the original uh, Captain America, the first Avenger movie, they did have to slightly redesign and remake it just to fit, you know, the style and look and tone of this movie. But it's like, it doesn't really matter because it looks like the old one. Yeah, to me, it still pretty much reads the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks awesome. Like, I don't know. it. You could definitely tell it is vintage. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to what he's been wearing the entire film, but still like still somehow works, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what's also working is the entire S.H.I.E.L.D. agency just fighting itself. <laughs> it's really confusing. <laughs> I, would, I would go home for today. I think it would be time for a sick day if you worked at S.H.I.E.L.D. I know. <laughs> I would just be like... I gotta yeah. pick up my cat yeah. from the vet's office. I don't but know. I, you you all figure this out. Let me know. Let me know if I need to find a new job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who to trust. So I'm just gonna go home. Uh, yeah. Naked and afraid is on. So um, yeah. Which it's wild because it's like they're all wearing these just like various types of shield uniforms, and it's just like that would be so confusing. Yeah, it would be so confusing. And I think that's part of like the costume chaos of it all too. It's just like. 101 different types of costumes on all these different soldiers you wouldn't know who to trust and who's on whose side which you know judiana really added to the chaos in a great way absolutely also adding to the chaos in a great way we see sam in his full falcon suit glory yeah. just messing things up <laughs> he looks great that suit is so cool and this is definitely like before it's gotten all the like stark at stark Tony Stark. Yeah. Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I haven't said that word in a long time <laughs> <laughs> before he's gone like all the Stark advancements on his suit, but yeah. it still somehow looks like really cool, but you could tell it is a little bit more like homemade in the sense that it doesn't have like the most advanced technologies. Yeah. Like it, I wouldn't say homemade cause it's, it is his falcon suit from the army but you can tell the rest of it's kind of cobbled together because he doesn't like to wear under it he doesn't have a suit suit but he's found what the best that he can he's got this cute little like tactical vest underneath it yeah like and he's definitely taking care of it himself 
Yeah, it, it, he, it's like you look like a superhero man. Yeah, <laughs> what I love though, which is so hilarious with some of these Marvel movies, is when something like when battles like this happen and the other Avengers don't help. It always makes me crazy. Like right? these ships were about to get ready to go <laughs> in the air and just start shooting people. And right? like no one else is to be seen. No Iron Man, nothing. And this happens it's occasionally. Like, I'm like, you know, Iron Man would have been there. Like, right. <laughs> he could have been there in 20 minutes. <laughs> also, I love Nick Fury's look when he's going in to confront his his former bestie and just being like, dude, you thought you had me. Yeah. You don't. His turtleneck, <laughs> his leather jacket. <laughs> He's like, I am Nick Fury. You can't beat me. <laughs> you really screwed up this time. But I also love Nick Fury's like disguise when you see him in the graveyard. Like this is his. Oh, yeah. I'm going on a long vacation look. His going into hiding look. <laughs> I kind of appreciate this. Like, what would you do if you were known to be dead by everyone? Like, where would you go and start over? A desert. A really nice desert island. Because he's clearly got money. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go to the Bahamas and stay at like a nice resort. Like one of those little like, like those resorts where you can have like your own private little like house and like private beach and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like that's what I would do. That sounds nice. That or I would like start over in like another country like New Zealand. That sounds nice. Yeah. We're that does sound nice. We're fantasizing a little too much now. <laughs> I don't actually want to be dead. I'm just saying. <laughs> no. If we could do whatever we wanted with our lives, would we be in New Zealand? Probably. We would still podcast from New Zealand, so don't worry yeah. too much, everyone. We would just be um, out of the grip of the American government. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm really mad right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Natasha, though, she had to do a little stint in the U.S. Congress. So yeah, she has like her politician outfit on and it's still super sick. Yeah. Like she does like this great just all black number and then she changes into another sick almost all black number with this great leather like suit jacket and just like a white tank top. She knows how to use a tank top, I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Is it all black or like a dark green? I can't really tell. It might be a dark green, but also the I think because they're under the trees, it might just be reflecting the green. Either way, I mean, it's beautiful on her. As she she says she's blown all of her disguises, so she has to go away for now. And I'm like, okay, well, go like buying more hoodies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck not standing out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked she doesn't dye her hair more often. Right. I'd be like, just go brunette. If you went brunette, no one would notice. <laughs> like, like blonde, she still looks like Black Widow. Brunette, she would fit in a lot better. That would make sense. Um, but also Steve Rogers looks great in that brown oh, leather yes jacket when he's yes he does <laughs> so good I mean Those Steve Rogers shoulders. he always looks great in a brown leather jacket that's mm -hmm. like one of his power suits you know yeah and Sam <laughs> he just has the most boring just jacket on yeah I'm like Natasha can you please take this man shopping as well like, you know, he wasn't planning on becoming an Avenger right away. So he still has his like youth pastor wardrobe from earlier in the film. <laughs> yeah. He's recycling the same exactly. outfits. He has to do laundry. So I get it. <laughs> exactly. And then we're given a little update on everybody. Uh, Maria Hill, who wasn't this, but very sporadically, she's like trying to get a job at Stark Industries, looking very professional. Maria Hill is grossly underused in the Avengers films in the MCU. She is. She She's is. In the Agents of Shield show, right, which is over. I think so. I don't I don't know. I lost track with that show after a while. I've never she's seen not, it. She's not she's not in the first couple seasons. Oh, well then there you go. Grossly underused. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we also have Agent 13 who's like, "Okay, I guess I'll go work for the CIA now." <laughs> Right. <laughs> quote on quote. 
And then we have uh-huh. Crossbones, who we haven't really talked about at all, but he's definitely an interesting character. He got a little barbecued. Um, got real crispy. <laughs> real crispy. Uh, but he's a great character. Um, Frank Grillo really did such a good job with this character because you at first you like really like him. You're like, oh, this guy's a badass. But he's kind of hard to trust. So I think he just really brought this character to life. And Crossbones is a great character for the comics, too. So we get to see him in the next film, which I believe is Age of Ultron from this point. And um, yes, great character. Yes, absolutely. Um, we also get a little peek into who at the time were unseen characters. Ooh. The Romanoff twin, not Romanoff, shoot. Maximoff. Maximoff. <laughs> the Maximoff twins and their Hydra scientists. Oh, we get to see Pietro and um, the Scarlet Witch for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I just love this little shot of um, Wanda because she's really giving serious Scarlet Witch vibes right now, you know? Yes, absolutely. We always forget from this point to, you know, Doctor Strange. In the middle, she's like a cool, you know, like young hip girl with like some sick outfits. But from the beginning, point A and point B, she is like real scary Scarlet Witch vibes. Yeah, absolutely. And I I love Hydra has a great sense of style. I'm like, we mentioned this, I think, in our first Captain America episode. Oh, yeah. Red Skull had the coolest costumes. It's yeah. just without question. These scientists also have great outfits and a fantastic monocle. <laughs> like, I feel like monocles are underused. But they definitely are. Um, I don't understand <laughs> monocles. I just need to figure out how you get them on your head. I just have a lot of questions. We could talk about that after. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about that after. But then the very last character we get a little update on is poor Bucky Barnes. He is so sad and confused. Yeah, Just like us, he went to the costume exhibition at the Smithsonian. Mm -hmm. And he's really taking in the great costumes designed by Anna B. Shepard. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, trying to remember his past, he actually does pull off the I'm in hiding look. He does. Um, Yeah. Bucky does have a good disguise. They should all take disguise notes from Bucky because he just looks like a man. Yeah. Absolutely should. He does. He just looks like a scruffy looking man. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, But with that, we have finished Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Spencer, are you ready for our favorite game? I am. Hit it, Daniel. The one costume to rule them all. Okay, so my favorite costume is kind of a hard one. Hmm. Though it's hard. (laughs) What is your one costume to rule them all, Spencer? I'm really torn between Natasha's mall look. (laughs) (laughs) And... And Steve Rogers, like, revised stealth suit. It's very cool. I don't know. But something's telling me to stick with Natasha's mall look because it's so ridiculous and it makes me laugh. Just Natasha doesn't know how to dress like a normal person. (laughs) Okay, that's my one costume rule of all. It's just so funny. And it, like, obviously looks great. And the costume is perfect. I think Judiana really just, like, was thinking, like, Natasha sometimes has a hard time blending in Mm -hmm. um, because she was raised a lot differently than everyone else in all these films, you know? Absolutely. Even Steve Rogers had a childhood. Natasha did not. And um, so, yeah, that's my one costume to rule them all. Great choice. Great (laughs) choice. Um, Surprising nobody. My one costume to rule them all is the classic Winter Soldier look. I mean, come on. This... You think of this look even before you think of Steve Rogers' stealth suit. Oh, yeah. This was the iconic piece that came out of this movie, and nothing else deserves to be more iconic from this film. That's just how it is. Elizabeth Sirius, when she says one costume to rule them all, she means all. Yeah. All of them. All of them. (laughs) 
<laughs> all of them. Might I say the most iconic look of the MCU? She's throwing Maybe. it down. She's throwing it down. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you all agree with Elizabeth or disagree, feel free to step up to us and say it yourself. We have our voicemail number that you could call and leave us your follow-up messages. Um, it is 626-515-1826. One more time, it's 626-515-1826. If you agree that the Bucky Barnes costume is the one costume to rule them all, let us know. But if you think yeah. the mall costume is better, I'm I'm all ears, you know? I do like to be told I'm right every once in a while. I mean, if you agree with Spencer... <laughs> That's your choice. <laughs> if you make the right decision and agree with me, please call in. <laughs> but in the meantime, get ready for our latest series. Spencer, are you ready for Hot Girl Summer? I am so <laughs> ready. So this next month of episodes we put together Ended up Not like kind of, two months. <laughs> right. It's it's a long, long two months, but um, it kind of was put together by accident. And we just kind of yeah. looked at it and we we're like, oh, we're celebrating Hot Girl Summer this year on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elizabeth, tell everyone what our first episode will be, which this is a now long awaited episode since... It was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago. Yes, everybody, we are kicking off Hot Girl Summer with Bridgerton Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so we were supposed to do it a couple of weeks back. Instead, we did um, Our Flag Means Death because, of course, Elizabeth's putting together all the research for Bridgerton. She called me and she was like, yeah, this isn't going to happen yet. We need more time. So it's happening now. It's happening now. And what a more appropriate TV series to kick off this new this new series of episodes we're doing. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed today's episode. And if you want more content from us in between Tuesday to Tuesday, if you're just like, oh, I miss them so much. Don't worry. You can you can get more content at. The Art of Costume Pod on Instagram, at The Art of Costume on TikTok. If you want an extra episode from us every single month, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash The Art of Costume. And if you're like, I just need to tell everybody about this amazing, amazing podcast, you can go to The Art of Costume slash pod store and just get some some art of costume blogcast merch. Yeah. I mean, the the possibilities are endless in ways you could continue to interact with us all week long. And also in preparation for our Bridgerton season two episode, our Bridgerton season one episode is available on Patreon. So listen yes. to that now. Listen to it now. Get prepared. And we'll see you for Hot Girl Summer next Tuesday. Ooh, I can't wait. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to stand up for what is right. Continue to make your voices heard. Don't forget to vote this year. Um, what's happening right now in our world is unacceptable. Everyone should have the right to make their own decisions for their bodies. And, you know, we support you and we love you all. Yes. Remember, you have the right to private, informed medical decisions. That is not a place the government belongs. Everybody have a fantastic week. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit the Art of Costume Blogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to the Art of slash pod store. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash the art of costume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design.
it's giving me like Angela Merkel vibes, the former chancellor of Germany. Yeah, was she chancellor? Oh, I look it up. Let me make sure. I forget what their I forget what their thing is. Yeah, former chancellor of Germany. Ch- oh wow, I just really know my politics. Um, you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we could cut this off. If we have to. But who is the guy in the middle? Not Robert Redford. I don't. They honestly, they all look familiar to me. I know, like the old white guy. He's in a bunch of stuff. <laughs> the other two also look familiar, but I don't know if it's just because I've seen this movie so many times, right. <laughs> or if I've actually seen them in other films as well. Because that's the thing with Marvel movies is they get like really good, like prolific actors to play bit roles. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. I know who he is. That's um, that's uh, Chin Han, who was just playing. Um, okay, wait, hold on. Give me a second to get my thoughts together on this, because I'm still like pulling it up. Um, that is Chin Han in the middle. He was Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, but he was been in like a hundred and two things. He was in Independence Day. He was obviously in Captain America. He was an arrow. He's in uh, the Dark Knight. He's an arrow. Yeah, he's he's an arrow. He's an arrow. He plays Frank Chen, and then in, that's probably where I know him from. Then in the Dark Knight, this is where I really think I know him. He plays Lao in the Dark Knight. I mean, I probably know him from that and Arrow. Right, Daniel, you could cut all this if you think it's uninteresting, but <laughs> <laughs> I just really had to solve this mystery. <laughs> 